Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, for another week of Loon Talk here. Jonathan Harrison here alongside Dan Terrard. Dan, how you doing, sir? Hello. Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I cannot complain. This is the uh, on-the-doorstep edition of Loon Talk as we are talking not just Loon Talk or the Loons this week. We are talking U.S. Men's National Team after they had a couple games in CONCACAF qualify or World Cup qualifying, and they are just on the doorstep of qualifying for the 2022 World Cup that takes place in Qatar at the end of this year. Uh, just don't lose by six goals tomorrow, Dan, and, <laughs> and we're in. They're, they're, they're not only on the doorstep, but the door is open and they've got one foot in and all they got to do is just go the rest of the way in. So yeah, I'd, I'd be, I don't see them not getting in. So that's a big accomplishment. And yeah, this would have been a disaster if they didn't get in. Crazier things have happened, but the last time I believe, <laughs> I believe I heard this correctly. The last time the U S lost by more than six goals was back in like the seventies against France. So. <laughs> I, I doubt it will happen with this squad. This squad's way too motivated to get to the World Cup. And it's yeah, against Costa Rica side that, yes, is the hottest team in CONCACAF. I think they've taken 16 of their last 18 points available. But they'll also have eight guys who are on yellow, who are possibly on yellow card suspensions for the next game, which for the next game for them would be the playoff or the play-in game to the World Cup. So they need those guys for that game. So Yes. Yeah, so they might not take it as seriously, and it might be that might be a good thing for us. But you know, the great thing about that is you can get blown out, which you know, three nil, four nils, yeah. a blowout. You can get but blown out still and in. still be okay. Yeah, yeah. so that's a good so we'll place get, to be. <laughs> we'll get to all that in a little bit, uh, but let's get some house cleaning or housekeeping out of the way. We are once again Loon Talk. You're listening to Loon, Loon Talk. Dan Terrar and myself are the radio broadcast team for all Minnesota United matches. Can be heard on Score North on AM 1500, the Score North mobile app, and live.scorenorth.com coming up this Saturday against the Sounders, 7 p.m. kickoff, 6.30 p.m. pre-match. We will preview that coming up later in the show. We'll also look across the league quick, couple scores um, from this last weekend. We'll get to the predictor, a bad week for us in the predictor, and then write that down. I think just one thing coming off the board this week uh, for everybody, so... Not not really a big accountability session coming up, but we'll make some more picks coming up later on in the show. Dan, let's get let's jump right into it. As we mentioned, starting the show, the U.S. men's national team on the doorstep after a nil-nil draw in Mexico on Friday, Thursday, Friday. I can't last remember. Thursday, I believe. Last Thursday, I can't. The mm-hmm. days have all just melded together after this last yeah. weekend. Yeah, I remember uh, that very well because it was the most boring soccer game I've watched on that on a Thursday night in a long time. And it was at and the kickoff was at nine freaking p.m. I know it was oh, too late. It was I'm too not late. That old, but God. Dang, that was way too late. I am. Yeah, it was it was way too late. But you know, it was scoreless, so I thought, well, you know, I don't want to I don't want to fall asleep and then right. have to wake up in the morning and why so I stayed with it. But I, that was not I mean, getting a draw in Mexico, nothing wrong with that. No. They'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. But but it wasn't uh that it just wasn't a very I didn't I didn't find it a very entertaining match. No, it, it had its moments. Christian there Pulisic were a few and moments. Jordan Pifox should have scored theirs. How? Um, big saves by uh, Guillermo Ochoa to stop those two. But how do you yeah. miss those shots where essentially for both of them, point blank, you, they could have been game winners. I was texting a buddy on Thursday night. I guess now it's Thursday night uh, for that uh-huh. game. 
that if Christian Pulisic scores that goal in the first half, that's the end of Mexico for that game. Because Mexico came out, you could see it on their faces before the national anthems played. They were nervous. They didn't want any part of that game. And their body language showed that up until the end of the match when the U.S. started just piling on defenders and just giving the ball to Mexico at that point. Up until that point, Mexico didn't want any part of the U.S., uh, and it just seemed like if one goal goes in for the U.S., Mexico would crumble because just this World Cup qualifying campaign for Mexico has not been good ever since Tata Martino took over there. It just hasn't been good. Everything's <laughs> just gone to hell down there. So it's just, yeah, I I think if yeah. Christian Pulisic scores that easy tap in goal, it's one, two, three, probably three nil uh, U.S. men's national team at the end of that match. I'm still not sure how he didn't score that goal. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just I was like, what? I mean, it was so, yeah, it was something weird. And I guess maybe that's it that Mexico just isn't normally you go into, uh, you go, you go play them in Mexico. They're confident yeah. and they're, they're, that's your biggest thing you've got to deal with is the fact that they think they know they're going to beat you. Uh, but yeah, it was different. There was something weird about the way they started and the way they played. And uh, it wasn't, uh, they didn't have the confidence that a home team should have. Absolutely. in a match like that. And, uh, boy, it would have been fun if uh, if USA could have gotten one and got the win down there. Uh, that would be crazy. That would have been just nuts. But you know what? They got they got the draw out of there, and I, I guess that's better than they usually do down there. So, yeah. um, so you get the draw in Mexico. It keeps you in the top three spots in uh, CONCACAF. Then you head over to Orlando on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, to host Panama. Panama needs a win or they are eliminated. Mm-hmm. And well, US kicked their butts all day all day long yeah. in Orlando. Five one. Christian Pulisic gets his first ever US men's national team hat trick. Yeah, Panama had more of the possession, but whenever the US got on the ball, they were getting forward as quick as they could. And Christian Pulisic scores two penalty goals. His third goal was probably his best ever just in his career in general because <laughs> the touch, the nutmeg yeah. And then the, just the cool finish on all of it with like three Panamanian defenders around him was so impressive. I did not. Uh, I was not able to watch that match, but I did see the goal replays. And, and and when I saw his first two, I went, well, you know what? He should have had one against Mexico. And I was kind of being a little bitter, you know, you know why didn't you score against Mexico? <laughs> and then I saw the third one. I said, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I got nothing to say. Yeah. I, I, I got nothing. So, yeah, that was quite a goal, wasn't it? That was that – was, uh, that was impressive, a fun one to watch. Impressive goal for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Greg Berhalter, Berhalter goes with Jesus Ferreira uh, as the number nine, it, it, essentially a false nine in that position, and it worked a charm. I mean, he was dragging the Panama defense all over the field, opening up space for Paul Areola and Gio Reyna and Christian Pulisic all afternoon long. And he gets the goal, so it's the first goal by a forward uh, for the U.S. men's national team since October or November. November I can't remember. Whenever Ricardo Pepe last did it, it was the first goal by a number nine. Sounds kind of familiar to Minnesota fans. Uh, I know, I never heard of that. Who, uh, number nines, they always score goals, don't they? What what situation and scariness is that, that the U.S., that the number nine isn't scoring? But, yeah, good for Ferreira to get the goal there. Um, just all over the field, running running everywhere. Just was impressive for him. Uh, yeah, I, there's not a whole lot that else that can be said that hasn't been said already. But uh, the U.S. now on the verge of qualifying – as we said at the start of the show, don't lose by more than six, and you're in to the World Cup tomorrow night, despite what the banner said at the end of the match. 
who I'm trying to, I don't have the table in front of me. Who needs us to lose by more than six to get in? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Uh, okay. We're playing. So Costa Rica sit in fourth. If they don't do any better, I mean, they're already locked into the playoff spot. If they win and if they win by more than two and Mexico lose by more than two, I think, yeah, I don't know how it works. Lose or draw, then Costa Rica will jump them, and then Mexico will have to play the intercontinental playoff. Wow. Okay. Well, just don't an Oceania yeah. team, which is either going to be Solomon Islands or New Zealand. Michael, Boxer I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm not concerned. I mean, you're always concerned, but yeah, I just the way the way they played uh, in Orlando over the weekend. I don't. I'm not worried about them losing by six. So no, not. Not with no. the defense that's been on display with Walker Zimmerman, yeah. Zimmerman and Miles Robinson. Those two, since they took over as the starting center back pair for the U.S., have just been so impressive um, all, all qualifying long. I mean, in the, what, 13 games that they played, they've given up eight total goals, which is incredible because defense mm-hmm. has never really been the strong suit. I mean, they've played good defensive play, has the U.S. in the past, but it's always been just shut up shop and – try and just wear opponents out, but now they're playing defense and they're getting it forward to the offense, which has right. plenty of skill. And this defense has just been really impressive from Greg Berhalter and the crew um, at the U S men's national team, all qualifying long. Yeah. So, you know, going, you know, going back to not qualifying and this well, team has come up those dark times. Well, well, what, what I just want to point out is how far this, you know, how far this, you know, team yeah. USA has come, you know, Absolutely. and it's a big difference and it, and a lot of it's confidence. Um, and I don't know if that's the confidence that just shows up when you start winning or if it's the way the team's being managed now, I don't really know what it is, but it's not the same as it was, you know, last time around. And, and that's a good thing. Cause if that had happened again, Oh man, that would have been just so hard to take. You can tell it on the faces of the players during the matches, after the matches, when they're celebrating and whatnot, that they all enjoy being there. You never, you never really got that impression from the before times, I guess, if you want to call it that even when they were qualifying for world cups, it just didn't seem like the players were too enthusiastic to be there. Yeah. They're, they're happy to be there because they're representing their country, but they didn't really, it didn't really seem like they ever had the, I, I guess the atmosphere around the club, the culture that they have yeah. now, it didn't seem like they had that, had that, what they have now. And it just seems like all those guys that are called up now, no matter who it is, whether they're in there regularly or not, they all just really enjoy being there. And you can tell it when they go out and play, they really play as a unit. They really play together. They fight for each other. They're backing each other up when, you know, a Panamanian coach from the sideline kicks a ball at one of the player at one of the U S <laughs> players on the field. It, they all get in the they they all just defend each other. It's it's really impressive and it's really good to see and it's it's refreshing to see a team that really wants to be out there for each other as well as the badge. And, and I guess my question is, did this just develop this quickly because they started winning some key matches, or is this something that was done, you know? at in training and, and behind the scenes. I just, I don't know. Cause you know, it, this, it's a pretty significant turnaround. Yeah. It seems know? all very intentional by uh U.S. men's national team head coach, Greg Berhalter to get a group of players that really likes each other, that really wants to be around each other. And you hear all the stories that all these guys are texting and chatting and 
playing games and whatnot when they're with their club teams over in Europe and mm-hmm. in, the, in the MLS, that all these guys are still staying connected. They're all joking with each other. They're all really good friends. Um, so it just seems like they all really want to play for each other and with each other. So it seems really intentional by Bearhalter to to kind of nurture this this culture in that group that we haven't really seen before. So you would you so basically you're giving the credit to Bearhalter. And, I mean, and I guess, I guess... the players and the leadership there. You talk about the Tyler Adams, Christian Pulisic, Weston McKinney's, all those guys are really strong leaders in that locker room. And they all make sure that the messages is that all the players are on the same message, that they're <clears> all <throat> geared towards the same thing, that they're all going to play uh, 120%. And it just seems like the leadership in the locker room and the leadership from the coaching staff is all really concentrated on making this a good place to be and making sure that everybody wants to play for each other. Right. Well, you know, and that's kind of what I was, I was wondering. I just didn't know if it, if it was that simple, but it's not simple, but um, you know, that that's the main reason for the turnaround. And it's funny how, but once that, uh, once that switch is flipped, it's like, it's a whole different world, you know, and I hope it, I hope it continues to grow here, you know, in the coming months and and they just get more confident and they get better and better. So it'll be fun. So yeah, game tomorrow night, I believe, 8 p.m. on CB or on Paramount Plus. I almost called it the old name. Paramount Plus, uh, U.S. down in Costa Rica for the final game of CONCACAF World Cup qualifying. Possibly, or yeah, it will be the final qualifying World Cup qualifying game for another eight years because next time around, the U.S., Canada, and Mexico host the World Cup, so they don't have to qualify. They're automatically in. So this is probably the last meaningful game outside of Gold Cup and Nations League that the U.S. will have until the next world cup. So yeah. Enjoy okay. it while it lasts. Cause yeah, next really time, <laughs> next time qualifying's around it's, it's going to be next time the U S are in qualifying again, it's for 46 teams or whatever. It's going to 48 teams or whatever it's going to be. So it's not really going to be too hard to qualify. It's you're going to have to try to not qualify <laughs> next time around. So yeah, I didn't, it's going to be odd in 2030 when we have to go through qualifying again. Wow. Um, but next up for the, for the show here, uh, we are going to preview the Seattle Sounders game coming up this weekend, April 2nd, pre-match 6.30 p.m., kickoff at 7 p.m. The Sounders are undefeated in their last four across all competitions. That's MLS and Champions League. They're on to the semifinals. They'll face New York City FC in a two-legged affair in the semifinals to go on to the final to face one of the Mexican teams left in the competition. One win, two losses, one draw on the season in MLS for Seattle this year. They've been mainly focusing on Champions League, trying to get to the final and trying to be the first right. MLS team to win that competition. As I said, they're facing New York City FC in the finals. But, yeah, 6.30 p.m. pre-match kickoff at 7.08 p.m. this Saturday. Yeah, and they're, they're sitting right now in, I think, the 11th spot in the West. And the, we know they're better than that. I mean, at least I think they are. And, yeah. and they're going to be in the bottom half of the league when it's all said and done. And I think you're absolutely – maybe this is a good time to get them. They've uh, they've been focusing on other things. They've kind of said, all right, you know what? We're a good enough club. We're not going to worry about the MLS right now. We're going to just do what we need to do. This might be a good time to get them because, yeah. you know, at some point they're going to they're gonna kick it in and they're going to be just like they always are. They're going to be really, really tough. And so maybe, you know, we're, we're, we're catching them at the right time. We're getting them at home. Uh, I don't like playing there. I don't know why. I just don't. Um, Cause it's, no, it's brutal. In Minnesota. 
Right, I said that's why we're lucky it's at home, oh, and because uh, I don't, I don't want to go play there. You know, oh, you know how that works always, out. So it's always bad in Seattle for some reason. So right, so so we get them at home. I think it's good timing. Um, as good as it's going to be, this might be the best time all year to get them. So, um, you know, I think that Minnesota has a real chance at uh, getting three points, and and you know, I think a draw is pretty likely, but I think uh, there's a chance to get three out of this one at home. Yeah, it could be. It should be a fun one. Coming up this Saturday, uh, we'll predict the score of this game coming up later mm-hmm. in the show in the predictor. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to facing a Seattle side that really hasn't started the season well. Generally, they don't start the season well. They they usually wait till June and July to kick things into high gear and then go on a run, end up winning the Western Conference <laughs> somehow, and then winning and then going on to the MLS Cup final. That's usually how it works for Seattle. Yeah, they just kind of, you know, it's it's just it's it's a we're talking about that with the you know the USA men's national team how they have more confidence than they they have in so long, but but the Seattle is just a team that you know don't worry you know yeah we're we're not starting great but you know we're just working on some things we're figuring some things out you know and then all of a sudden they just they just ramp it up and and take off. So, um, like I said, you know, this might be the best time to get them and, and to get them at home, I think is a pretty nice break. Yeah, absolutely. They usually end up feeling good about themselves at the end of the season. You know who's feeling good about themselves right now, Dan? Who's that? Charlotte FC fans. They got the second win in a row for them, but it's not really much to brag about because it's over FC Cincinnati. It was a two nil win over FC Cincinnati during the international break when we're not supposed to have games, but we did anyways, because <laughs> MLS is going to gosh yeah. dang MLS. So two nil yeah. win for FC Cincinnati. As we look across the league, other scores, two other games, sporting Kansas city, get their second win of the season, a one nil effort over real salt Lake. And then Portland, a one, one draw against Orlando three draws to open up the season for Portland. As I believe they currently sit out of, the playoff spots this early in the season. Cause I know we love looking at standings already. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's too early to tell. And that some of that standing stuff might come up and write this, write that down. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, other news across the league, MLS next pro got underway this last weekend and Minnesota United FC two played their first ever game. Justin McMaster scored his first professional goal. Unfortunately, it was a three, one loss for, the loons kids as they went down to North Texas SC and got beat three to one on Saturday in their first ever game. I don't remember off the top of my head what their next or when, when or who their next game is against, but yeah, uh, exciting times to have the young kids who don't really get a whole lot of playing time. And, and some of these other fringe players who don't get a whole lot of playing time, uh, get them on the field for 90 minutes of game action and get them some playing time. Finally. Yeah, so much better to have this going on than to have them, uh, you know, either playing nowhere or you know, someplace that's not helping to develop them. So, yeah, this is a this is a big step forward to to finally get this uh, this piece started for Minnesota. Yeah, exciting times for that. So, Dan, time for the predictor as we're working through this show quickly. It's going to be a yes. shorter show, um, just not a whole lot to discuss this week as we're usually a review show, not a preview show. So. Uh, predictor time, Dan, looking back yes. at the predictors predictions from last week, this was a horrible week. Our worst week yet. <laughs> yeah. What got, happened? There was no points. Nobody got a single point. This I can't week. believe that. So That's still, embarrassing. We're still locked in. You have five points. I'm on four points. So last week we both terrible. predicted the U S max deal game. I predicted Dosa Cero. You predicted two to one, both U S wins. Uh, well, it was a nil, nil draw. So neither of us were right there. We both predicted Charlotte FC, 
uh, and the FC Cincinnati game. I predicted a FC Cincinnati 1-0 win. You predicted a 2-2 draw. Well, it was a 2-0 win for Charlotte, so neither of us got it right yeah, there. nothing. The only game that we didn't uh, match up on was our third games. You predicted Orlando and Portland. You predicted a 3-2 win for Portland. It was a 1-1 draw. I predicted a 2-1 win for Real Salt Lake over Sporting Kansas City. Well, as we already mentioned, 2 or 1-0 win for Sporting Kansas City this last weekend. So no points whatsoever. Wow. That's lame. That was a that was the worst week yet. Hopefully that was we bad. have nothing like that. That shouldn't anymore. happen again. Now I'm starting to second guess my picks this week. All right, who you <laughs> got then? We'll so- All right, uh, we'll I'll start, start with uh well, I'll leave, let's leave Minnesota and Seattle to last. So yep. my first one, San Jose and Austin. Okay. San Jose 1, Austin nil. So you're going against your own uh, write-that-down prediction from last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're giving them a win already this season over Austin, who scored, what, 10, 11 goals already this season? Yeah, but that's it. 11 yeah. goals. Trust Come me, we're not, done. we're not done with Austin. This is red-hot Austin you're talking about, and you're they're giving San Jose a win. They're all right. They're not red-hot. So It's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> There's nothing there. All right, for my inter interconference battle, I'm going Chicago Fire hosting FC Dallas. Okay. I'm going to go because, well, I mean, both teams are pretty hot right now. Ferreira's going to come back. It's going to be a battle of the young kids. Slonina in goal for Chicago Fire. Ferreira mm-hmm. striking for FC Dallas. I'm going to guess not a hat trick for Ferreira. It's going to be a 2-2 draw here between these two teams. Oh, but he's not, he's going to score both goals? Yeah, Ferrer's going to score both both goals wow. against Gabriel okay. Slonina. Slonina's still going to have a good game, but it's going to be 2-2 draw. Okay, got it. My second pick, I'm going east. All right. New England against the New York Red Bulls. New England, New England 2, New York nil. 2-0 New England win. Yes. They need that after getting stomped by uh, Charlotte FC the last time yeah, they played. They're going to be they're going to they're going to be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> they should be. That was an yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes. All right, for my Eastern Conference game and sticking with tradition here, I haven't I think the only week I didn't have an FC Cincinnati game was the first week. So, I'm going to keep this going. FC Cincinnati hosting uh CF Montreal or if you want to call them by their old name, Le their Fou- real name, Montreal Impact as they always should be known. Uh Cincinnati not really good at home. They've only won twice at home in their history in the history of TQL Stadium or whatever they're calling Cincinnati's it. Cincinnati's not good at home. We're, they're not good anywhere. That's true. Good point. <laughs> so Montreal is going to come in and get a, let's say, 3-0 win. Wow, okay. Cincinnati. 3-0 win for Montreal this week. Okay. All right. That's good. All right. So Minnesota at home against Seattle on Saturday night. Uh, Minnesota will win. Uh, my prediction for a score is 2-1. 2-1 Minnesota? Yes. Okay. Minnesota will win 2-1. A two-goal outburst, as I like to call it. Man, a barrage, an avalanche of goals. Two. Are we allowed to do the same score? Because that's what I had too. You had Minnesota winning two one. Yeah. You sure you don't want to change, change it just it? so that just you know it's up to you. Because then either we both get a point or we both get nothing. You know what? I'm going to go a two nil win for Minnesota here. I'm wow, going to shut out. Okay. They're going to have a two goal outburst. Two nil win. Wow. You played me into this, Dan. The question is, who will get that clean sheet? Maybe that's in Write That Down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. I can't wait. <laughs> Which leads us, as I mentioned, perfectly into Write That Down. If you haven't been following yep. us and listening along, Write That Down is our weekly prediction segment. We each make three soccer-related predictions. We'll call them goals. 
and the most and we'll keep track of those correct prediction or goals throughout the year and the person with the most goals at the end of the year wins the coveted golden boot which as you can see on my trophy case behind me is nowhere to be seen on the youtube feed hasn't been invented yet yeah we haven't we haven't gotten it back from uh the trophy makers over wherever trophy makers that's right trophies are us all right so accountability session as i mentioned only one thing coming off the board this week dan you said usa will win their next two matches mexico oh, panama well they drew makes me angry won, so. i feel like they won <laughs> i mean it, you it might as well have been a win not yeah. losing down in mexico that's a pretty i good mean result. i definitely feel like mexico lost so if mexico lost then we had to win yeah, no we're not gonna take uh... <laughs> all right fine we're not going to take emotional support wins. <laughs> not allowed here, unfortunately. All right, so I think I went first last week. I'll let you go first this week. Oh, did you? Okay, all right. Um, uh, versus Seattle on Saturday night, Emmanuel Reynoso will get his first point of the season. So a goal or an assist? Yes. You're bringing, non, you're bringing hockey terms to a non-hockey mind, so trying to translate. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yes, Dummies. I'm from Minnesota, and I don't know hockey terms. It's okay. Yeah your problem all right right. write that down write this down dan you asked it earlier who -hmm. would be the one getting the clean sheet well i'm going to go against you here because last week you said tyler miller will start the next three matches for the loons yep yep no doubt nope dane st Clair will get the clean sheet this weekend for minnesota in goal right i don't think he can do that if he's not playing he's going to be coming off of qualifying canada for their first world cup since 1986 that was four years before i was born he's going to be tired He's going to he be tired. He's going to be t- – wow, that's sitting on the bench is just exhausting. So, <laughs> All right, number two here. Uh, right now, LAFC and Real Salt Lake have the most wins in the West. They have three wins each. Okay. Neither one of those teams will be the first team in the West to five wins. Say that again. Okay, Real Salt Lake okay. and LAFC have three wins. That's the most – in the West. Yes. Nobody has more than three wins. Neither one of those teams will be the first to get to five wins. Somebody else will get five wins before either of those two get to five. Is that later and write that down and who you're predicting will get to five wins? Write that down. No, I don't know who it's going to be. <laughs> but it's not going to be LAFC or Real Salt Lake. No, they will okay, not. Fair enough. All mine this week are going to be Minnesota United related for this weekend because I just want some goals to come up yeah. on some points. or You some don't take a gimme. No, no gimmies. I just want All things right. to come off the board for next week. So, okay. Earlier I said it was a 2-0 win for Minnesota. I was changing my score. Write this down, Dan. Luis Amaria and Robin Lode will both score goals this weekend for Minnesota. Okay. For Minnesota, not own goals. It'll be for Minnesota. They're both going to score. They're both going to score. One goal apiece. Okay. Write that down. Okay. All right. Luis Amaria, Robin Lode. The goal scores for Minnesota this weekend. Okay. I think you got about zero chance of getting that right, but that's fine. If that's what you feel. You'll see. Okay. Here's my third one. All right. Um, After this weekend, Austin FC will not be in the top four in the West the rest of the year. I like it. Yeah. They're going, they're going down this weekend. They'll drop out of the top four and then they won't make it back in the top four the rest of the year. So you are not believing in Austin FC. I do not believe in the tree. (laughs) The green tree of life, I I, believe. I don't, I'm not a fan of the tree. Okay, that's fair, I guess, if you want to go that way. Write it down. Don't be so smarmy. I'm looking at the rest of the the schedule here for this weekend. LAFC play against Orlando. 
Mm-hmm. And we also like play against Colorado. Dan, yeah. with Minnesota in third place right now, just two points behind them, I believe, if I'm looking at the table correctly. Bringing it up. Yeah, two points behind them. Loons get the win. Both those teams not winning this weekend. Write this down, Dan. By next week, by the next time we record this, Minnesota will be sitting in first place in the Western Conference. Whoa. That you aren't going to get any points next week. <laughs> Probably not, but wow. I'm swinging. I'm going for I like it. Go down, go down swinging. I like Why not? it. I like it. <laughs> it's a memorable write that down this week. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Minnesota going to be sitting in first place in the Western Conference it's... next time we have a discussion here on Loon Talk. Write man. this down. March 29th, Jonathan lost his mind. <laughs> now, if we could just get him to lose that beard, we'd have it, it made. It was the Tahitian treat. Tahitian treat. Oh, man. Does your wife know what she got into? She decided to marry me, so I beard growing so. Tahitian drink guzzling. She's the one who told me to keep the beard. So, well, that's because she works with animals all day. It just makes her feel, <laughs> just makes her comfortable. You would think if she worked with animals all day, she don't, would not want to have an animal. Don't at home. let her take your temperature. I'm just warning you. <laughs> <laughs> don't no let her. No way. Not gonna don't, happen. Don't let her. <laughs> nope, not gonna happen. Not going to happen. All right. Quick episode here of Loon Talk this week. We're going to keep you only for 30 minutes this time. Loons fans, we will talk to you on Saturday on Score North on AM1500, the Score North mobile app, and live.scorenorth.com for Minnesota United versus the Seattle Sounders this Saturday night. How's the weather going to be? Have we looked at the weather yet? I have not, sorry. I thought it said around 50 and cloudy, so that'd be all right. I would hope so because apparently we're supposed to get snow tonight and tomorrow and Thursday, so. It is March. Yes. Minnesota. Yeah, it's Minnesota. It's March. Who knows what the weather's going to be? Yeah. 6.30 p.m. pre-match kickoff just after 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Cannot wait, Dan. Should be a fun one. And hopefully if my predictions, if I write that down, come true, it'll be a great one for Minnesota. Good one on the call for that one. Dan, I'll talk to you on Saturday. All right. See you, everybody. See you, Loons fans. We'll talk to you on Saturday and then right back here next Monday night for Loons Talk. Talk to you then.